This is the Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Podcast with Dr. Serene Sharif. This is a space where we explore how mindfulness, productivity systems, and our thoughts create the magic in our life. I'm here to help and support you if you are struggling with overwhelm and burnout, and you're looking for tools to take control of your time, mind, energy, and productivity. I'm your host, Dr. Serene Sharif, and I am a general surgeon, medical educator, mom to three wonderful children, and wife, which were all instrumental in my journey to be a productivity and burnout coach. I'm excited to share my tools and unique framework to build a community so no one has to go through this alone, empowering each other to find our way out of burnout and overwhelm. We will explore how my mindfulness and productivity systems framework can help you combine the energy of mindfulness with the scientific principles of habit building and your unique systems of productivity. My framework is designed to help you find clarity, design your dream life, and create your transformation. We'll discuss how to overcome limiting beliefs and obstacles that are standing in the way of your dream life, as well as how to create and sustain your new habits in a way that will allow you to finally ditch your willpower and motivation struggles and have more time and energy to live your best life. This is episode number 63. It's been a few weeks since the last episode, and I hope it has been going well for you. There's been a lot of transitions, the start of summer. For many, that includes schedule changes, summer camps, coordinating a variety of different things. And I hope the lessons from our last episode have been helpful in creating presence in your day-to-day moments. As for me, I have been recovering from a viral infection shared sweetly by one of my children. And so my voice is still a little off. I hope it adds to our discussion today as we talk about fear. The last few episodes, we've really been exploring self-discovery and what it means to give ourselves permission to be us to feel our feelings, to do the things that we want, to let go of expectations of what we think we should be or do, and connect back to being human. And in that journey, when we step into our authentic self, one of the first emotions that you're going to come across is fear. And fear intermittently keeps showing up just to keep us from taking that next step. There is much about fear for us to discuss today, but I want to start first with a story. And this is something that I recently found out and just was blown away by the sweetness of friendship and uncertainty. So it may have been a while since you have heard the song. I had to go back to YouTube and find it, but but I encourage you to go listen to the song, Simon and Garfunkel's The Sound of Silence. It's beautiful. And I promise you, when you hear the story behind it, it is going to be even more meaningful in your journey. So the story goes that Sanford Sandy Greenberg, Art Garfunkel's best friend, had a sudden onset of worsening vision and ultimately blindness. And at this time, Sandy became depressed He dropped out of college and he had pretty much accepted that his life as he knew it was done. At that time, Art Garfunkel came to see his friend and realized what was going on. He insisted on Sandy returning to college because the pact that they made was that they would be there for each other in times of crises. So together they returned to Columbia University where Sandy was supported by Art Garfunkel. Art would walk Sandy to class and help him with his everyday activities. Garfunkel called himself darkness to show Sandy that they were truly together in the dark. He would often say, darkness is going to read to you, etc. And as Garfunkel and his high school friend, Paul Simon, worked to launch 
their musical careers. This deep connection to Sandy can be seen in the lyrics to The Sound of Silence. The first verse is, Hello darkness, my dear old friend, I've come to talk with you again. Sandy talks about all the different ways that his life was changed by support from his friend Garfunkel. He especially remembers an incident during rush hour when Sandy thought Garfunkel had abandoned him at the train station and he had to find his way home by himself. As he was almost close to home, he bumped into a man who turned out to be Garfunkel and Sandy realized that Garfunkel had not abandoned him but he had followed him home the entire time watching over him. And that was the moment that Sandy realized that he could do it by himself. That although his friend is there to help him, that he could have real independence. To let go of his fear and his doubt. To live a completely different life. Sandy subsequently graduated and went on to study a master's degree at Harvard and Oxford. And while he was in Britain, he received a phone call from Garfunkel requesting financial help to record his first album with Paul Simon. Sandy at that time had exactly that amount of money in his bank account and was more than happy to help his best friend. And that is how the 1964 album was recorded with one of the tracks, The Sound of Silence, which went on to become number one song across the world. Now, there are so many lessons we can learn in this story of friendship, of being present, the power of love to overcome fear, how to connect with fear and this unknown as a friend, how to conquer our inner fears with compassion and mindfulness, and ultimately how to be present with fear in our life and still do things. Are there things that you've been wanting to do that you may have even said, that's never going to happen. I might as well just let it go. Why do you think it hasn't happened yet? Why are we so ready to let go of our big, hairy, audacious goal? And for most people, the answer comes down to fear. Fear of failure, fear of loss, fear of change, fear of risk and rejection, and even fear of success. Fear is typically the limiting factor that stops us from even taking the first step towards what we really want. And as I mentioned previously, fear is one of the most powerful emotions in our lives and really the only thing that can neutralize fear, that can overcome it is love. Love for ourselves, love for our family, our friends, love for others that helps us overcome all of the obstacles that come up. So the reality is we're gonna experience fear in our lives. Fear is the first emotion that shows up when we are making a change, when we are leaving our comfort zone. Fear is a normal physiological response, meaning it is something that our body is designed to do. When our body and our brain comes across anything that is different and unfamiliar, it tries to communicate this change. And most often it connects to our fight or flight response, our stress response, and and, and we acknowledge that, we understand that as fear of the unknown, of possible danger around the corner. Our primitive brain is just trying to keep us safe. So we need to understand the signals that our body and our brain are sending to us evaluate if there is truly something that we need to be afraid of. Is there a tiger around the corner? Is there a problem that is going to come up that we can support ourselves through? But once we recognize and acknowledge true and real danger, then we can learn to let go of all of the imaginary dangers that our brain gets flooded by. So I'd like to share with you five strategies on how to let go of fear, on how to acknowledge fear, 
to make friends with it. What if you said, hello, fear, my old friend, I've come to talk with you again, just like from the sound of silence. What would it be like if fear could be our friend and help us achieve what we want to achieve? So let's talk about these strategies. Step number one is to identify your fears. It's important to name it, to understand it, and to embrace it. It's important to know what is real and what is imaginary. As I mentioned, every time we step out of our comfort zone and we step into an unfamiliar space, things that we haven't done before, but things have changed, our primitive brain still exists. So we need to know when the danger, the fear response is real and when it is imaginary. Physiological fear keeps us safe and is vital and is an important part of our survival. Psychological fear is something that we create in our own minds, even though there is no danger to our survival. This is based on imaginary things that our brain is telling us. There is no real threat to our life, but our brain sends the same neurochemical signals that goes through our body. It is exactly the same as if we were experiencing true danger. So it's important to recognize What is happening? A lot of times people say, oh, just think about something else. That's how you overcome fear. And I think that, yes, it's important to find thoughts and visualizations to help us anchor ourselves. But at the same time, if we don't have a chance to understand our fear, it will always be in our subconscious mind blocking our path. So when you feel the emotion fear, I want you to take a moment to sit quietly and just observe what are the thoughts and feelings that are coming up. The emotion fear, how does it feel in your body? Our emotions are vibrations within our body. And there are many factors that we commonly find associated with each emotion. So what does fear feel like in your body? Which part of your body does it tend to focus on? Is there a color or temperature that you've associated with fear? And I want you to journal whatever is coming up. Be as detailed as you can. Really draw the picture of fear so you can visualize it as an individual, as a being that is separate from the core essence of who you are. And as you begin to visualize fear, to see fear for what it is, as a way that really started to keep you safe. It is not your enemy. It is not what is keeping you stuck. What is keeping you stuck are all of your thoughts around fear. I want you to take a deep breath and just let all your fears out. You can feel its presence and acknowledge, hello, fear, my old friend. It's okay that you're here. Maybe fear might even walk with you as you face this transition. Maybe fear might give additional information on how to make this transition effective and safe in our growth zone. Fear can be a way for us to learn more so we can examine what is going on based on facts rather than our imaginary fears, rather than our emotions. And we can own it. A lot of times we have fears that we don't even want to acknowledge, that we might bury deeper and deeper into our subconscious. But by bringing it out into daylight, by owning it, by taking control of it, we're able to use that fear to our advantage. Step number two is connecting to fear as a friend, as just part of the journey. Nothing has gone wrong. Of course, we're going to encounter of fear all along our way. It's not just in the beginning, by the way, it is all along the way. Recognizing that the things that we fear, whether it's failure, rejection, loss, and even success, all of these things are going to happen anyway. What are we making it mean when it happens? 
sense. If the thought you have is, if I fail, then I better stop. This is not for me. Then yes, then we will never get to that next step. But if we think of failure, which is really that we did not succeed with our first attempt or second or 20th, right? As something that is allowing us to learn and grow that will help us with our next step. Each failure is actually a step towards our success. One of my mentors, James Wetmore says, you will either get the result that you want or the lesson that you need. Just keep doing what you're doing. It's never a mistake or a waste of time to do the things that we love, to do the things that are going to get us to our dream goals. A lot of entrepreneurs even talk about collecting failures because you know that the more you do, the more steps that didn't work that you learn, you're that much closer to success. Thomas Edison had so many experiments that failed. And when asked about all the things that he did that didn't work, his failures, right? Edison said, I have not failed 10,000 times. I have successfully found 10,000 ways that will not work. Now, we don't know about all of his failures because look at what he created. Can you imagine what our life would be like without the light bulb? Now, this wasn't just his invention. He had so many other inventions. He was constantly working on many things. Now, I'm not a huge, huge proponent of multitasking, but there is one lesson to be learned from Edison, which is don't put all your eggs in one basket, right? Try different things. You focus on one goal, but you can try multiple different ways to get to that goal because you don't know what's going to happen. And don't tie your self-worth, your self-esteem, your self-belief to what you're doing. Okay. You are not your actions. You are a human that is taking actions and all of these different actions, some of them are going to work and some of them aren't. And that acceptance of failure of some of these steps are a critical part of continuing our journey. Step number three, create accountability and support for yourself. So humans have always been social creatures, right? We're herd animals. And what that means is you are never meant to do this alone. You are never meant to figure this out alone. There are so many people around us who can help us. Creating a community that is supportive is really crucial in any transition, in any growth. Accountability partners are a great way to share the journey with someone, to help you overcome fear and really start taking action and create your dream goals. Just as Sandy Greenberg and Art Garfunkel created their success, their results by helping each other, we can also connect with others and create that community for ourselves. This is also a space where you can look for mentors or coaches, teachers, or friends who might have expertise in the area that you're working on. One of the beautiful things about coaching is really having someone there to share the journey, to hold you accountable, and to share tools that can accelerate your own growth. So you're not stuck in that uncomfortable, unfamiliar space and continuing to have this one-on-one -on -one battle with your fears, right? You have someone who has walked the path who can help you. Step number four is to connect to love. Connect to what is it that we truly want to create. Fear makes us put things off. Fear creates these excuses, right? I'm tired. I have so much to do. I'm overwhelmed. I'm probably not good at it anyway. There are so many other people doing it. It's not 
it's, it's probably not worth it for me to do it. When you notice excuses coming up in your life, especially when you notice that you're procrastinating and you're just not able to get the things done that you want to, then I want you to just examine what is the thought behind it? What am I afraid of? Why am I not wanting to do this? Now, it may be that you truly don't want to do it and it's just something you've outgrown or it's not important to you anymore and that's fine. But be honest with yourself so that you can really take action from a space of true connection and meaning, right? What is meaningful in your life? This is where growth mindset is really powerful as well. It's interesting when we look at our children and whether they're learning to walk or they are learning math or they're learning to write and read, they're learning how to eat, like all of the skills that children learn. How many times do they struggle? How many times do they fall flat on their butt and they get up and they do it again? Because unlike us, don't have the thought, oh, I should be able to do it the first time I try. They are naturally connected to growth mindset. They know that as long as they just keep trying, as long as they just keep doing, that eventually it's going to happen. And that eventually they're going to get closer and closer to their goals. So what would you do differently today if you were to let go of the thought that I should just know how to do this, that I should be able to do this effortlessly, that I shouldn't be falling flat on my butt? What would you do differently if you knew that in a month or a year or five years that you are guaranteed success because that is what you are creating? creating with your thoughts. What would you try? Which of your actions that you've been procrastinating on would you go get started on? And connecting to love also means connecting to our love for others. Because a lot of times thinking about how we're helping, connecting to our love for others can really be a huge source of motivation and inspiration as well. Now I want to do a quick review of the four steps before I share with you step number five. So step number one was to identify your fear, to name it, to understand it, to embrace it. Step number two is to acknowledge that fear is just part of the journey. Step number three was to create accountability and a community for yourself. Step number four is to connect with love. Now that we have understood, acknowledged, and befriended fear, the fifth step is to take all of that energy and create a powerful vision for your life. Now I have shared about vision setting and connecting to your values, et cetera, in, in previous episodes. So I'm not going to go through the process again, but I just want to take a minute for all of us to connect how powerful our beliefs, our thoughts about our dreams can be when we are trying to create something. What is it that you want to create? Do you have a picture in mind or a thought affirmation, which is just a thought, right? Do you have something that creates an anchor for you? Because the reality is fear is going to keep coming back up. And when it does, I want you to bring out that picture. I want you to connect to it. I want you to connect to the words and the images that you create in your mind with love, with abundance, with joy, with any image emotion that you want to create in this journey. For those with artistic abilities, I want you to draw this picture to create a visual representation of what you are trying to create, the future that you can see in your mind. Now, for those of us who may not be quite the artist to draw it, there are so many images online that you can pull up and print out. Find the one that most closely re 
represents the vision in your mind or ask a good friend to draw for you, whatever it may be, the images that we have and the words that we use. This is what helps us create our results. This is what helps us overcome our fear from that space of belief and love and joy and connection to our vision, our values, our goals, and how we want our future to be. I hope that there's a nugget somewhere in our session today that will help you explore how is fear showing up in your life? What are you not doing because of fear? How can you connect to fear as a friend? And how can you let go of fear so you can create the blueprint for your dream life? For all those listening, thank you for joining us today. If you found this valuable, please like, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or two. I would so appreciate that. I would love to hear from you. If you have a story to share about burnout or overwhelm, please reach out to me so we can continue to build this community so no one has to go through burnout and overwhelm alone. You can reach out to me at my website, serenitywellnessmd.com or Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Facebook page or at Serenity Wellness MD on Instagram. The content of this podcast is not meant to be medical advice. Tune in for the next episode coming to you every Thursday morning. Goodbye for now.